The Gambia is pursuing justice on behalf of the Rohingya Muslims for atrocities committed against them in Myanmar at the International Court of Justice later today. But things have been complicated by the sticky issue of who represents the government of Myanmar. The civilian leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, led the country at the time that the case was filed, but she has since been ousted by the military. Now the military junta will take part in the hearings. Let's discuss this with Dr Maung Zani, a Burmese research fellow with the Genocide Documentation Centre in Cambodia. He joins us from London. Dr Zani, does it matter to the Rohingya bringing the case, whether it's the former civilian government or the present military regime who will answer their case? Well, it does. It does to the Rohingya because Rohingya joined the, uh, you know, overwhelming uh, opposition and rejection of the Burmese military as the lawful government of Burma. Uh, you know that, that you have seen over the last uh, one year since the coup in February, uh, the Burmese society has almost, I would say, universally rejected and launched even armed uh, resistance uh, across the country to get the junta out of the power. So it does matter to the Rohingya, but more importantly, it matters to the United Nations as as a single world body, because this is a case where the International Court of Justice has overstepped its charter, um, you know, the uh, authorities, because the when a situation such as uh, Burma's today arises where there are two competing claims of who represent and who speak lawfully for the state of Myanmar at the UN organs. Uh, the charter explicitly says that this is the prerogative of member states that will heed the recommendation of the Credentials Committee in New York. And so in this case, ICJ has oversteps its bounds. Because what you're saying here is that the military government in Myanmar, by answering these charges, is effectively taking international legitimacy. That's correct. Yeah, some argue that, uh, you know, the ICJ, uh, you know, can be circumspect and, and needs to... Uh, explain or become more transparent why, you know, while Aung San Suu Kyi, who is officially and who remains officially registered with the court in The Hague as the official representative is still alive. There's no indication that the court in The Hague has attempted to communicate with Aung San Suu Kyi to ascertain what her view on this. Uh, secondly, the Credentials Committee of the General Assembly has decided to defer the question of who represents Myanmar at the United Nations until uh, you know uh, uh, this coming General Assembly. So this, uh, and, and that therefore, the Credential Committee has uh, retained the um, uh, Aung San Suu Kyi appointed Myanmar representative at the United Nations. Uh, his name is John Moton. He has attempted to communicate with the court, asserting his um, authority to act as acting legal agent on behalf of Aung San Suu Kyi. And we have but very briefly, very briefly, because we're running out of time, can the victims, can the Rohingya victims get justice, though? Because in the end, no one's going to go to prison, whatever the verdict, uh, at the International Court of Justice in this case. <laughs> 
No, you are correct, but because uh, this is the uh, you know the court of the states. This is not a criminal court like the uh, international criminal court in the same city of the state. So, Ken we, we, Rohingya, we've got, we're, 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 we're out of time. I'm really sorry. This is Newsday from the BBC World Service.